I can't start harassing you early. Hello and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Dedman, and he put the ram in the ramalama ding dong. He put the bop in the bop shabop shabop. But don't you dare accuse him of putting the dip in the dip to dip to dip, Mr. Shane Reeves. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> If the mics had been hot five seconds earlier, everybody would have heard me say, I can't start harassing Trey until the podcast. Oh, they heard it. <laughs> I was recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good. Then we, then we know. Everybody's going to hear first thing this week. <laughs> and I'll, so, big week this week. We have the return of Jonathan Brandon. Yes, I'm back for, what, a third time? Third time? Yep. And, all, so. and he remembered the night he was. Yeah, it probably to be should have should have been the fourth time, but I forgot. I don't know. My a couple weeks ago, I was jumbled up, and it just for some reason got my days mixed up. So. It happens. It was between the holidays, so there's uh, just, you you get a full pass on that. I don't know if I should get a pass on it, but you know. Well, and he just graduated University of Alabama, so he was busy. Doing that, shame they don't have a calendar reading class down there in that, <laughs> that glorious institution. Looks like they might have something about how to read a calendar watch. Yeah, it's an almanac. Read the stars. <laughs> oh, I don't think they do any of that. They should, probably should though. <laughs> At all. But before we get on to the actual show, we got to light up some cigars. So, Jonathan, as the guest, tell us what you're smoking tonight. I'm smoking the Romacraft Crow Magnum. And I would tell you the size, but I know they have a fancy name for it, but it's about a Toro size. Um, it's got a uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, uh, Cameroon binder, and Nicaraguan filler. And so I've never smoked a cigar, heard great things about it. It's been out forever. Just where I was at in school, we didn't carry them down there in Tuscaloosa. So this will be my first try. I thought it'd be great to smoke it on the podcast. It is an excellent cigar. And the that they call that one the cranium is the name they is use the cranium? for that okay. yeah because uh, i was doing inventory here a couple of days ago and like they had like anthropology yeah. cranium and i'm like who comes up with these names they could just call them simple names because i was having to handwrite all this out yeah. and i was like oh, i don't know if i'm a big fan of this company just because of their names <laughs> i'm i'm really not a fan of cigar companies that name their sizes yeah. Because like Gurk is notorious for it as well. There's a couple of others, and it's always, oh, is that the this the, the, the I, I don't know. Just it's call the, it a robusto, just, a yeah. Toro, Corona, double Corona. Just it's hard enough for me to remember your brand and the line of it yeah. when I want to go smoke it again. I don't need to have to remember that it's the Garden Snake as well. I mean, even Opus is like that though. I mean, if you think about it, Opus yeah, doesn't have standard point. sizes, but also Opus is probably one of the most recognizable cigars in the industry. So they, uh, they get a pass on that. I had my Opus for Christmas this year. It was amazing. I forget. I'm glad you're on tonight because I know you're a huge Opus fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really. Uh, I, I save it for Christmas. That's what I smoke on Christmas every year. And I think maybe it's a good thing I only smoke it once a year because I forgot how really, really delicious that cigar was. What size was. did you smoke? The Bellicoso. The Triple X? Yeah. That's it one of my favorites. So that's the one good. that's always consistent. Um, but Opus is hit or miss every year, so I, I don't know. I haven't had a great one in a long time. There was i got to reach down in my humidor and find <laughs> some that have been there for a while. There was a tasting note in there that I couldn't quite identify, and I think it's because I was driving around while I was smoking it, so I was, mm -hmm. the window was down. It wasn't a really good environment for, for tasting, but there was something in there that I really enjoyed. I just couldn't exactly put my finger on what it was I was tasting. Now, what are you going to smoke tonight, Trey? Well, I'm going to smoke a cigar that... Senor Austin here says is one of his favorite cigars that was released at IPCPR this year, and you weren't really impressed. 
Yeah, I'm, I can't wait for you to smoke that cigar. Now, Jonathan, you've smoked it. I did. So and for our listeners at home, it's the La Vocata by La Flor Dominicana. Uh, it's a uh, San Andreas wrapper. It's, uh, they only released it in one size, which is a Churchill of 7 by 48, I think. Is it 7? It might be a little... I don't know. I may be wrong. It looks like it'd probably be one of the shorter, smaller yeah. size churches. Seven by forty-eight. Short, seven by forty-eight. Okay. It doesn't look like seven. Inches. Yeah, it doesn't look seven. I think they may be counting the uh, the pigtail. Yeah. Holy cow! Jonathan's dad is bringing a pizza in here that looks like he needs a sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> Does he bring pizza for the whole shop? I've seen dance floors smaller than that. What thing. kind of pizza was it? Because I'm it, getting it a little hungry. It looked like Little Caesars. I'm just gonna say. Sorry, y'all. Okay. But. The ADD fired up for a second. <laughs> he was either bringing in an end table or a pizza. The La Vocata tray. Uh, but one of the things I love about Cigar Aficionado's website is the, the way they describe this. The La Vocata um, in only one size, 7 inch by 48 ring gauge, Churchill covered in dark side, blah, 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 with a neat coiled cap. <laughs> you can't call it a pigtail. Can't call it a pigtail. It's a neat coiled cap. Like, dis- some of their descriptions are just... It sounds like it was written by someone who went to Oxford. <laughs> some cunning linguist somewhere really worked hard on getting that out into the open. But... What are you smoking, Shane? So tonight, upon the recommendation of Trey, so New Year's Day we had the high stakes game where everybody puts a cigar $18 or better in the pot. And I split that game with one of the other players here. I'm sorry, Jonathan, I was the one that put you out. That's all right. Um, <laughs> and I won a Oliva Series V Milanio. I decided to save it for the podcast because I know I would never pay $18 for an Oliva myself. But since I won one, it seemed like the prime opportunity to actually smoke one. So have you never had one? Never had one. Never, this is the first one I've ever seen. This is the Figurado. Kind of a box press perfecto torpedo hybrid. It's, I'm not sure what size that is. It's an interesting shape. They call it a Figurato. It's a little too big to be a traditional Figurato, but it's it's such a good cigar. I really hope you enjoy that. It smokes really well, but a problem with those is they don't put them in cellophane, and so when you open up, like we used to get them in a lot at R&R, and we'd open up the box, and probably about three to four of them would just be busted. Yeah. And like we were always having to send them back, and they would have to send us another box. I don't know how many boxes we got for free just because, and we'd open it up and be like, oh, but this one's not good. I feel like the the wrappers that Oliva uses on that cigar are the same thing that the skin of eighty year olds is made out of. <laughs> it's so Great. just paper thin, and and it. I've never had a problem with construction in smoking one, but they do nick really, really yeah. easily. Well, it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. It's a Nicaraguan binder and a Nicaraguan filler. So the recipe is definitely right for me. The recipe seems to be something I'll enjoy. And I shouldn't say I would never pay this for Oliva like Oliva is a bad cigar. It's just when you get toward Padron price range, I'm picking up a Padron. And that's been your kind of go-to stance for a long time, which is if I can have, why would I pay X for this when I can have a Padron? Right. If I can have a Padron, I'm going to have a Padron. But I think the flavor profile on that cigar is so similar, but is a, but is also a little different that I, I really don't think you're going to be disappointed. I like the cold draw. Yeah. I always worry with these odd-shaped cigars that the draw, especially when you come to a Figurado or a Perfecto where it's tapered at both ends, 
that your cold draw is not going to be there and then you're just rolling the dice whether it's ever going to open up because yeah. I want my draw like I'm sucking through a straw. I want just the barest amount of resistance. So I want a little more than that. There's nothing more. But then he wants again, like I, a thin milkshake and you want like a soft drink. That's probably a good Yeah, that's about right. Because yeah. I, I smoke in the car so much, and I also smoke so much faster than you do anyway, that if I get something like a Camacho uh, box press or BXP, I, I smoke those so fast because they're rolled so loose. And it's just, I need a, I, I like a little more resistance than that. So I, re- I received harassment for smoking too hot the other night after the game. Jonathan, what was the cigar you'd given me? It was an Opus. It was... Uh, it was the uh, Don, Carlos per- Don Carlos Personal Reserve um, is what it was. It was the uh, one that comes in the black box with the white gloves. The uh, si- sister, brother, whatever, cousin to uh, the Eye of the Shark. Same blend, different size. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the flavor of it and all, but Jonathan did comment that it looked like I smoked it a little fast. Oh, yeah? And all we were having. Oh, I bet it took him every bit of like maybe 25 minutes to smoke that whole cigar. <laughs> like he was halfway through it in like 10 minutes. Were you all like, just so excited Ooh. from winning the game that you just? It's just a small cigar. It's just you yeah. know, it's a Rothschild or whatever it's a, they call. It's a robusto. It. Is it robusto? But you're used to like the the bigger ring gauge, the 660s and stuff like that. So I can understand. I may just burn it too hot. Maybe my problem. So. I have to step away from the cigar-related news. Since Jonathan's here, he can. I, I feel prove like this is right. not going to go well for me again. I, the, actually, my wife is here tonight to be sure that I don't harass you too hard. Yeah. So this is nothing harassing towards you. We'll save that for the second half of the show. Did I not come in here the other day and do 20 minutes on how I should become Cuban sandwich czar? I don't remember that. What? I need to be made official Cuban sandwich czar. There is way too many poor Cuban sandwiches on the menus. Oh. Were you, are you talking about the Cuban sandwiches that we got from Publix? No, those were decent. I love those. Like, you can go in, I get the little six-inch and, uh, like, a drink and a bag of chips, and it's a great lunch. That was kind of, those are the minimum. So a proper Cuban sandwich, big piece of tenderloin, couple of slices of ham, mm-hmm. provolone cheese, Two pickles sliced lengthways, no spears, no chips, and Dijon mustard, preferably on a baguette. Okay. Simple. I had one the other day at a local barbecue joint. It was chopped ham. It was a glob of barbecue. The pickles were in little chips. What did you expect? It was a barbecue restaurant. I have had excellent Cubans at barbecue. Because, okay, if you're a barbecue joint, I will allow that you can have a slice of ham and a scoop of your best barbecue on that. Okay. Two pickles, lengthways, and Dijon mustard, and still be allowed. And I'll even... I can see how pulled pork would actually be a good complement to a Cuban sandwich. Well, and I'll even let you put it on a piece of Texas toast. I don't prefer it. I'd rather you had a ciabatta. But the, they called this a Cuban sandwich, and this was the furthest thing from a Cuban sandwich. What's actually really good <laughs> is if you use the, uh, I think it's called like mojo pork. That makes the best Cuban sandwiches. You do that, a couple pieces of ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, Dijon mustard. It's excellent. Well, and so the ham needs to be approximately three-eighths the thickness of the pork. Oh, so this that's is the just ratio. like the mojo pork's just like barbecue almost. You just like pull it off. It's, it's tenderloin. It's cooked, and it's it's awesome. You can do it at Publix and uh, 
we used to do Cuban sandwiches down there at R&R for events. His mom would make them, and they were the best Cuban sandwiches. It was nice. Everything was, like, nice and mo- – the pork was nice and moist. It wasn't dry. It just – it made an excellent sandwich. I'm running for Cuban sandwich czar in 2018. All right. That's, uh, that's quite the title. I'm not really sure how you get elected into that. Well, I just want to Or is this go- a dictatorship? I just want to go to restaurants, and if they bring me their Cuban and it does not meet standards – for the good of all, I tell him, take it off the menu. Call it something else. He's self-appointed. That's what Oh, okay. He's self-appointed. Yeah. There's no election process here. Well, you're, we you're not ne- the hero we want. You're the hero we need right now. <laughs> well, and this is what's funny, is today on Adam Carolla's show, the first thing he complained about was Reuben sandwiches. So apparently we need some sort of a government bureau in charge of sandwiches and restaurants for the rest of the day. <laughs> It's well, good to I, know. I came in here and did 20 on how Cuban sandwich should be made, and Corolla came in and did 20 on how Reuben's should be well, made. Well, as long as we're on the subject then, let's talk about a French dip. Because peppers and onions do not belong on a French dip sandwich. No, it's, yes. ro- it's it, roast beef, cheese, the bread, and the... And uh, the au jus. Au jus. Yeah. And there's, no, it's a Philly cheesesteak if you put peppers and onions on it. And then if you use Swiss cheese, it's not a Philly cheesesteak either because that's the wrong kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. And if you're real... Isn't it parvalone? It's cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Yeah, a true Philly has cheese whiz. Like canned cheese whiz. Well, it's it's made usually in the shop that does it, but it's it's processed liquid cheese. It's it's one uh, step removed from that nacho cheese you get at the concession stand at a football gee, game. I just, but uh, no, it's good. Trust me. I've it's had good. a lot of good ones that, and they do a lot. They do like this, like gooey, like it's done rundown in the beef kind of parvalone. Yeah, or what I would assume is parvalone. That's what I'm getting out of it. And it's, if if you go to Philly and get one of the original, it's going to be cheese whiz. Okay, I'm and gonna have now, to try that though. But what is now? What is it if you put mozzarella on it? Because I really enjoy mozzarella on that well, particular sandwich. So that's sandwich. that's the other thing. As a purist, a French dip actually doesn't have cheese on it at all. Uh, so if you are going to put cheese on one, I think mozzarella is fine. I think Swiss is fine. Provolone's fine. Anything outside of that, I think you're just, it's, it's not a French dip at that point. It's a good sandwich. It's not a French dip. Well, once again, we need a bureau in charge of sandwiches because there's entirely too much sandwich damage going on in this world. Speaking Jonathan is damage. having a technical difficulty. <laughs> I think that may be my fault. His he- microphone just fell into his lap. And that's the threading is is stripped on that, so you're not going to be able to get it any tighter. Give it a good shove. Just push it on there. I've got to say the the one I, I love what Austin's done with the shop. He's really increased the decor and kind of the vibe in here. But since he changed up our tables that we record on, and we have to hook it to the windowsill, it just doesn't quite work as well. We'll work on that for you for the next podcast. I think we're okay. I think it's going to hold for maybe like partly through the segment, and then I'll probably have to readjust it. All right. So we'll be all right. The other big news, Christmas Day, they had the World's Strongest Man Marathon, Mm -hmm. and our congratulations to Eddie Hall that won. We've talked about the documentary on the show before, um, but if you haven't gone and watched it, it's called Strong Man, right? Right. called Strong Man. And it's it's a documentary about this guy, Eddie Hall, and his kind of quest to you know, break the deadlift record and um, become the world's strongest man, and that's his goal. And you kind of walk through a couple of days in his life, and it's really, really uh, intriguing. 
and interesting just to see what that life is like. So it was great to have a, a little bit of a connection with this guy and having seen what he's went through to get to this point and to be able to see him win. That was really cool. Very exciting. Do you ever watch World's Strongest Man, Jonathan? Uh, I did when I was younger. Um, haven't recently. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, there was this one dude from, like, Lithuania. He was Mario like, Pujanowski. Super yeah, Marius. that's him. I want to say he always got, like, second. It was always, like, right there at it. I think he won it four times after that. He's, four times after he's that? He's been strong. This is damn exciting stuff, boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, riveting, I'm sure. <laughs> but I had, to, I had to share that. Okay, fine, then. <laughs> Fine then, Topic Man. What do you got? Well, I need your approval. I'm going to get your approval rather than listen to your scorn. Tomorrow night's date night, and I've got a movie in mind. And I want to know if I'm going to get as much flack from you over my next choice as I did over my previous one. What three-hour cure for insomnia have you chosen? Is it Pitch Perfect 3? Oh, God. (laughs) No. Jonathan, that's cold even for me. (laughs) I really want to go see Darkest Hour, the new biopic about Churchill. Why would we give you flack for that? I'm just trying to take some of the sting off of the LBJ biopic that I saw last time. Okay. He, he subjected some poor girl to an LBJ bio. Oh, you're taking a girl to this? Mm. Yeah. I think you probably have more luck with Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my girlfriend. <laughs> probably not. Well, I imagine, actually, I think it'll be very interesting to watch it. And I'll, But I really think a man should be somewhere where he can smoke a cigar while he watches it. Yeah, but I don't want to wait that long. In honor of Churchill. They said, I saw something the other day that the cigar budget for that movie was 18 grand. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about... And the guy who played Churchill apparently got nicotine poison from smoking so many cigars. Which, which really, and it's Gary Oldman, one of the greatest actors who's ever lived, in my opinion. So it kind of brings him down a little bit in my book that you could get nicotine poison. Like, come on, buck up, be a man. Take he, your nicotine. He did smoke $18,000 worth of cigars. <laughs> yeah, that was a good point. I think we, we can cut him some slack. But, well, that's like, what, five Davidoff? Yeah. I yeah. Think. <laughs> but I was, I was doing a little math, and I think $18,000 is probably what I have spent in cigars since I started smoking. If, if I'm being honest and realistic, I smoke two cigars a day. If you average it out all the days that I haven't smoked or smoked five, I think I probably average about two cigars a day at, at nowadays about 10 Cigar. I know that my, I know that this year at Crown I've spent almost two thousand dollars. I've been smoking for thirteen years, so I think the cigar budget for that movie and all of the money I've ever spent on cigars are probably about the same. Now, does that That's include accessories scary. or is that just cigars? That's just cigars. That scares me a little bit. I don't even <laughs> want to know. Just between me and my dad, how much we spent, and I've only been smoking for. It will be five years in May. So, well, if me, George Clooney, and nine friends broke into your house to steal all your cigars, would we need to rent a U-Haul? At least the small one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know there's what seven humidors. Um, something along those lines. Nine, nine in a cooler I think. Yeah. So. You're you're way past the eighteen thousand dollars. I need a, I just need to do a cabinet, and I just I haven't yet. 
but that's what I really so need. So are, are all of those full? Yes. Oh, my God. That we don't have room. Like, I currently have a box that's open that has a Bobita pack in it because I have no room in humidors. That's why we need to get you a cabinet. Yeah, yeah. I really we need, need, we to, need to get, get you a cabinet. Actually, humidor. it sounds like you need two cabinets. Um, well, I know if I... Are, like, I bought a cabinet a couple years, like, three years ago, and it ended up being messed up when it came in. It wasn't... For one, I, I paid, like, $1,100 for it. It wasn't the one that I'd ordered. And then on top of that, it was... The door was crooked. Oh. And there were some finishing issues on it. And so uh, I'd taken it back, got my money back, and then... From then on, I'd ordered another one, but I don't. It never came in. I don't yeah. know whether the person I'd ordered it with had uh, just forgot to order it or just didn't want to order it because I'd brought the other one back and he was kind of stuck with it. But um, he wasn't stuck with it. I bought it. <laughs> was that the one that you? <laughs> yeah, bought? that was the one I bought because I, I bought it. Okay. And then I sold it for an. Uh, I sold it to pay for the other one that I bought at the other shop when the other shop closed. Oh, okay. And I was like, I just kind of rolled it all through. Oh, I know the cabinet you're talking you about. You know the one yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Little, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have already filled If I would have kept that cabinet, I would have already filled it up. Yeah. Yeah, I had that one pretty full at my house. Yeah. And I don't have near the collection which you have accumulated. I need to smoke. I've slowly started smoking some of it, but it's still... There's some things in there that I know I can't get anymore, and so it, it hurts me to smoke them. It's like, man, I'm. I just. I have a lot of life left to live. You know, I don't know if I want to like bust in this box that only has ten cigars in it quite yet. When I know I can't get any more, you gotta. So. You need to. You need a play humidor. You need one that's just full of like charter oaks and like. No, because that would require me to buy another humidor and stock it with stuff that's play stuff, and then <laughs> so that would that would just increase. That would not make help me any progress whatsoever. I still say you should do it. This reminds me of... I'm a, the little devil on your shoulder. I'm not the guy <laughs> on the other side. This reminds me of a hunting buddy I had at one time in my life. He and I were turkey hunting. He got to where he was buying a lot of guns. And his wife told him, she said, Okay, that's it. I'm tired of you buying all these guns. From now on, every time you buy a gun, you have to deposit that amount of money into an account for me. That way, if you're going to play with the money, I can play with the money. And we were on our way turkey hunting one morning, and he looked at me. He said, Shane, if something happens and you shoot me and kill me today, please don't let her sell those guns for what I've told her I got invested in them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be Jonathan's marriage in cigars. That's, oh, no. If I was already married, I, she would have already told me. If I was married, I would. Uh, she would probably have already told me, you can't buy any more cigars, and you definitely can't buy any more guns because I have... A, a decent gun collection for somebody my age already. So I kind of laid back on cigars for a little bit and got into guns really heavily, especially older military guns. So, um. Well, we're going to break just a little bit earlier than usual tonight because I want to be sure I have plenty of time because Jonathan gets his rematch tonight. Yeah. Trey with an yeah. astounding victory on Name you're, That Cigar you're last be year. Again. I, I, I just... How is that possible? You've memorized the top 25. I have not. I have not memorized the top 25. I said that I knew one of them, and that's just because it was the end of the list. And then I know the top 10. And then I know that there's a Rocky Cameroon around like 15 or 16 or something. Yeah, see, so you're familiar with the list. I'm going in totally blind. We'll see how this. You can't tell me you haven't looked at the top 10 and said that's absolute crap. I have not looked at it. Well, that's a separate issue. We on a future podcast we'll talk about how this year's top ten is totally Well, I imagine we'll probably get to it at least somewhat. Yeah, totally ad driven. Seems a lot seems seems very built up. There was a lot in there that was yeah. questionable. 
Well, so, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with more after this. Shane Reeves here for the Cigar Cast. Our game ran a little long this week, so we did not get to put it in the actual show. So a bonus cut for everyone out there is the Cigar Under $8. Cigar Under $8 this week was number 22 on the Cigar Aficionado 2017 Cigar of the Year. It was the Hoya de Nicaragua Black Nocturno. This is an extension of the Hoya color line. They made these in a little more modern style. Hoya is one of the oldest cigar factories in Nicaragua, probably the oldest. And their cigars have always had great flavor, but they, with the Hoya Red, the Hoya Black, and the Cabanetta, have really introduced a more modern cigar style to it. This cigar MSRPs for $5.95. It is a Nicaraguan Puro, and you should pick one up next time you see it. And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Shane Reeves. Sitting here across the table, our special guest this week, Jonathan Brennan. Back again. And Trey in the unfamiliar position. And by the way, Trey, I have to ask, have you ever been in an acapella group? No, but I want to desperately. So he really does have a secret passion for Pitch he, Perfect. He looks like an acapellican. <laughs> acapellican? I'm, I'm certain. I don't know. Just something about the way your hair, the way you dress, screams acapellican. <laughs> I need to just get the, the pinstripe suit. That's right. Get four other guys, call them the Raging Toners. Boom, 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 <laughs> so, boom, boom. But, so we're going to jump right into the game. And uh, Jonathan's been chomping at the bit. Trey's been fearful of what the results of the game may be. I, I'm putting an asterisk by the results, pro, like, ahead oh, of time. I mean, my head is not in it today whatsoever. All I'm right. right there with you on that sinus headache. Yeah. And it's just... I'm going okay, everybody got their excuses out? Yeah, I think we're yeah. good. Dog eat anybody's copy of Aficionado, anything like that I need to no, know. No, we about? know Jonathan's is well intact because he's seen it all. <laughs> I have not seen it all. I, I had glanced through it before the beginning of this, but I was very familiar with the top ten. But outside of the top ten, I had glanced through the eleven right. through twenty-five. Okay. Well, so our first cigar. Trey, we're gonna start with you. All right. A bomb-shaped perfecto with a tight pigtail cap. It smokes well, offering bright, zippy notes of pepper, <laughs> sour cherry, around a spicy, leathery core. How many guesses to name that cigar? The um, filler is Nicaraguan. The binder is USA Connecticut Habano. And the wrapper is Ecuadorian. Um, four guesses? Jonathan? Three? Jonathan says three, Trey. Go for it. All right, Jonathan, you have three yes or no questions that you may ask okay. me. Um, is it a 601 cigar? Because it said bomb in there, so... It, was, it is not. It's not. The La Bamba is not bomb-shaped, though. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> It does have a fuse instead of a pigtail, which is really interesting. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Let's see. <laughs> He's starting to make the noises again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get away from the mic. The, the grunting and the <laughs> clicking and <laughs> several African tribes listening to this show have started worshiping him. Is it an LFD? It is not. One more guess. Then you have to name that cigar. 
Is it in the top ten? No. Okay. I have no idea. I, I couldn't even come close. Trey, your chance to steal. Are you going to at least take a stab at something? Take a stab in the dark. Okay, I'll take a stab at something. Um, Still waiting patiently. It's Hatawahe Cabinetta. I don't know. Is it, a fl- is it a flying pig? It is. Do you want to be more specific? No, that's why I didn't say, because I knew it was a flying pig, but that's why I didn't go deeper than three questions, because I knew it was going to get a little more specific. Is it a feral flying pig? No. But it's I will give under, you one point. It's the undercrown, isn't it? It is the undercrown oh, sun-grown okay. flying pig. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten That's that. a little in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> point for Trey. Oh, I forgot you get a point if the person gets it wrong. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to let you have these then. All right, Jonathan. Okay. The powerful smoke from this small reddish-brown figurado packs quite a punch. It showcases notes of red pepper, cinnamon, and spicy ginger with a touch of red wine on the finish. The filler is Dominican Republic. The binder is Dominican Republic. And the wrapper is Dominican Republic. How many guesses to name that cigar? Six. Six? Holy cow, he's going long. He's playing the long game. Trey. Dominican Puro Figurado. I'll go five. Trey says he can do it in five. I'll do it in four. Jonathan can do it in four. Go for it. All right, Jonathan, you may name that cigar. Is it an LFD? No. Is it made by General? Made by who? I'm sorry. General. No. Two questions remaining. Is it made by Fuente? It is. Is it a Hemingway? It is not. You must now name that cigar. You have secured one point. Honestly, I can't think of another. The only figurado that Fuente makes is the love story. Sorry. Or the love affair or the Hemingway. They don't make another one. I'm very familiar with Fuente. (laughs) Trey? So I've secured one point is what you're saying. Well, Jonathan has secured one point. This is your chance to get. He got Fuente. He said it was a Fuente. Oh, okay. Wait. This is your. how it works. It went by brand. And then if you can name the cigar, you got two points. If that's you can name it, that's how it worked last time. No, the brand was the first thing we guessed to narrow it down last time. We didn't get any points for that. Oh, well, he changed the rules on this. But anyways, it works in my favor, so hi-hi. You have the chance to get two points now. Would you like to complain about that, or would you like well, to make yeah, a guess? Yeah, because <laughs> if it comes out, to, If it comes out to be a Bellicoso, I'm really going to be upset, <laughs> because there's no other figurados in what I named. Um, uh, let's see. There's...
I got nothing. Uh, let's... All right, we got other yeah, cigars yeah, to get to. I know. Um, is there Don Carlos something? Um, what's the name of it? It's not a Don Carlos. Oh, okay. Don Carlos has a Cameroon wrapper to it. No. It is a Fuente 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 Opus X Bellicoso Triple X. That is not a Figurado. <laughs> it says it is a Figurado. I'm telling that you right now, a Figurado <laughs> comes to a point on both ends that's misleading. That is not. I've, if you would have said Bellicoso, I would have instantly probably guessed, asked, was it an Opus? And that would have been correct. But being it's a Figurado, there's only two Figurados that Fuente makes. One is a Hemingway, and the other would be a uh, Love Affair Opus. I share I share your outrage because I knew, I knew based on the description it was an Opus, but there wasn't anything left that you hadn't already eliminated. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That That's completely... I almost want to say asinine description. Yeah. It's not Shane's fault, but Cigar Aficionado's fault, clearly. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not taking it personally. Hold on. I'm looking for my other cigar I had marked. So does, uh, he gets two points on that, right? No. You get one point. Trey gets no points. It's now tied at one to one. Now, I just want to point out that last time we played this game, if you made the bid and didn't get it, the other person automatically got a point. I just want to point that out. Duly noted. Okay. <laughs> I already I already told you there was an asterisk on this one anyway, so I'm not really that worried. Okay, Trey. Crafted with a pristine chocolate brown wrapper, this cigar burns and draws evenly, developing notes of coffee, fruit, and toast with touches of dark chocolate. It is a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. The binder is Nicaraguan and the wrapper is Ecuadorian. Hmm. What was that chocolate, deep dark chocolate wrapper or something like that? The uh, well, hang on. Oh, we'll we'll do the bidding. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. You're going five, Jonathan. I'll let him have it at five because I okay. weren't supposed like to, to do that. The description. Yes, that's one. He Craft. was asking me the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crafted with a pristine <laughs> chocolate brown wrapper, this cigar burns and draws evenly. Delivering notes of coffee, fruit, and toast with touches of dark chocolate. Just touches of dark chocolate, not a lot. What was the what was the breakdown again? The filler is Nicaraguan and Dominican. The binder is Nicaraguan, and the wrapper is from Ecuador. Is it a La Aurora? No. Four questions remaining. I think the first, him repeating it should have counted as one, because that counted last time. It's all in how you asked the question. I didn't ask a yes or no question. I asked him to read it again. Actually, I volunteered to read it again. Oh, true. Way to go, Shane. Is it a Rocky? No. There's the grunting. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I did it. Is it a boutique brand? It is not. Oh. 
I tell you, we've got to do this on Facebook Live one night because just y'all's facial expressions is <laughs> the wonderful. The facial expressions are probably great. You see the gerbil stick his head out of the ear. You see him going back in and get back on the wheel. You see him come out the nose. I mean, there's just all kinds of things like that going on. Is it... And Ashton. No. Um, Two questions remaining. Is it made by General? No. One question remaining, then you must name that cigar. And Jonathan's smiling like he knows it. I really don't. I'm just waiting for him to fail so I can get a point. No, it doesn't work that way this time, remember? That is how it works. You got a point on my first one when I missed it. No, because he got, got a point because he got the manufacturer. <laughs> I, I didn't get a point on your last what one. That's what I was bellyaching about. Underground sun-grown flying pig? Oh, he got... Well, he didn't get the manufacturer. He said the size. He just said flying pig. Well, there's only one manufacturer that makes a flying pig. Oh, true. Okay. Judging, judge's ruling is final. <laughs> Trey, ask your last question. Is it Altidus? It is. Altus with an Ecuadorian wrapper. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan, your chance. You to could steal. at least take a guess at it. There's a there's at least a couple Altus products you could like pull pull out from. Well, is it? That's a good point. Is it a Romeo? No. Ah. Well, that was another question. Well, I appreciate is, that one. Is it a no Romeo by <laughs> Romeo? Oh, okay. I got you. A little retconning it a little bit there, but okay. <laughs> Jonathan, what is your guess to steal? Trey has secured one point. H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. No, but very close. Was it the Monty by A.J. Fernandez? Monty by Monty Cristo, A.J. Fernandez. You would have got it. Oh, that's... I Trey gets that. a point. What do you mean he gets a point? He got the manufacturer. Does that really count? Monte Cristo would be the manufacturer. Altidus is a little like, that would be like saying a CEO and being like, is it general? And you get a point for that. I can tell. We're going to have to go over the rules again before we play this. Perhaps something in writing. Yeah. I I mean, I just think that, I think like, oh, just saying Altidus. Like, okay, we're talking about like, (laughs) he said general and Altidus, which are like two of the biggest companies. Well, he said it wasn't a boutique brand. Yeah, but yeah. General and Altidus make multiple different brands. All right, Jonathan. Rolled with a dark and alluring wrapper, this skinny panatella is topped with a stubby pigtail cap. The cigar burns evenly, delivering earthy and toasty notes alongside with hints of fruit and vanilla. It is a Nicaraguan filler. It is a Nicaraguan binder, and the wrapper is a USA Connecticut broadleaf. Be six. Trey. Go for it. Six guesses. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me six guesses on it. So you should be able to get at least a point out of this deal. Right. His brain is frozen. Is it boutique? No. Hmm. Five questions. Then he will get a point out of this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is it general? No. very familiar with Connecticut. Okay, Broadway, you're taking too long. My cigar has gone out. I'm not taking too long. I'm running you know through, what luck I'm running he through, has with lighters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running through my brain just on Connecticut Broadleaf just because I know Connecticut Broadleaf pretty well. Is it a Drew Estate product? No. Three questions remaining. That's only two questions or uh, four questions remaining. I had six. I've only asked two. You've asked you know, three. You have asked three. What was the third one? General Boutique. boutique General and, oh, yeah, okay. Estate. Yes, you're correct. My bad. I forgot about that one. Don't question the host. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, Mr. Host. You think I wore this suit and tie for nothing? <laughs> the top hat's a little much. Well, I try. He's in a long sleeve t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't destroy the effect. <laughs> fourth wall. Fourth wall, man. <laughs> Do I have time to relight my cigar before your next question? Yes, you do. <laughs> Holy cow. It sounds like you're headed that way. Where did my lighter go? There it is. Do I have time to rub two sticks together long enough to start a fire? Probably <laughs> not. Before your next question. You've got enough questions left. You could just run through the major players. I could, but I'm trying to narrow it down to who actually uses Connecticut Broadleaf quite a bit. Um, and I feel like it is going to be a boutique brand changes didn't say it was a boutique brand because I'm, I'm running through the players the big players and not many of them use Connecticut Broadleaf outside of like Drew Estate with are you doubting leaders. the host I'm not doubting the host doubting I'm just saying the like the boutique definition means of, different things to different people yeah boutique is very broad on some people consider some things boutique and some people don't alright Jonathan we need another question mm, is it a my father no Two questions remaining. The hard part of being the host here is, is picking it a, on him. Is it a crown heads? No. That's a boutique. One question remaining. That's, That's some a people boutique. Can, no, some people consider that not a boutique. Those like, people are called wrong. <laughs> I mean, I would agree too, but I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> Well, had you asked me, is it a boutique and it been Crown Heads, I would have said yes. But it is not. Okay. Neither a Crown Head nor a boutique. Okay. You have one question remaining. Is it a CLE? It is not. Name that cigar. Okay. All right. Name that cigar. Um... This goes to show how poor these 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 descriptions are. are very poor. Yeah, it I doesn't. Think there's just, nothing in there to go on. Yeah, really. there's really nothing. I would say ninety percent of the time you get more off of where the binder filler. Yeah, that's from. all. The description does absolutely nothing because their descriptions of cigars are just. There were a couple of cigars last time we played that were unique in their makeup that made it into the description. Yeah, like that the really Avo. Yeah, because you could clearly <laughs> You're still down to about that, adapt off brand. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, you must name that cigar. It's 
got to be Padermo something. I I just I don't know what it would be though. Nah, Trey. So it's not a. You have 20 seconds to steal. About the length of time it takes Jonathan to light his cigar back. Yeah, see, and I don't have a Prometheus, so he can actually light it for 20 seconds. Is it a... Jonathan I'm just, just thinking of Connecticut broadleaf with a pigtail, and I like. I got. I was pretty dead set on Drew Estate on that, honestly. With yeah, I, I, I know I've smoked this cigar. Is what's killing me is I know I've smoked this cigar. I got nothing. I'm really curious to see what this I'm, is. I'm ready to hear the amount. I'm just, let me zip up my just, black jacket because I know I'm going to get it from both of you. Okay. Rocky Patel, Sun Grown Maduro, Lancero. Uh, a Panatella? No, it's a Lancero. A Panatella is shorter. Like, if you just said Lancero, okay, maybe I could have worked with that a little better. This is a skinny Panatella. It's not a skinny Palantella. It's a Lancero. It's a seven and a half by 38 or 40. Good guess. Yes, seven and a half by 38. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's not a Lancero. Not a, that's not a Panatella. That's a Lancero. Like, Cigar Aficionado, with their descriptions, is very irritating because that's two things they've messed up on so far. <laughs> like, even Cubans call their Lanceros Lanceros. They don't call them Panatellas. Right. All right, so no points for either man during a, that. A proper Panatella is a 6x44. Final cigar of the night. Score now, Trey 2, Jonathan 1. Jonathan, if you can guess this cigar, you can actually win the match. Trey, you just have to hold him off. All right. You're probably going to win because it's going to be some like terrible <laughs> description again. Sorry, I'm in the deep, dark recesses of Crown Cigar. I'm you don't have, have a you don't have a, a flashlight. I need to turn the time. flashlight on my phone so that I can actually read this description. Ah. This box pressed robusto smokes well, showcasing a woody character with touches of brown sugar and toasted marshmallow. The finish is long and hearty, suggesting hazelnut. It is a Nicaraguan puro binder filler wrapper. Oh, wait, pardon me. It is not a Nicaraguan Puro. <laughs> Nicaraguan filler, Nicaraguan binder, Ecuador wrapper. We've had a lot of Ecuador wrappers tonight. Trey, how many guesses to name that cigar? Four. Jonathan. Three. Jonathan says three, and with a lot of confidence. He's going for it. I like it. Go. Let's see it. Name that cigar, Jonathan. Three questions. Is it an Oliva V. Melania Robusto? No. Wrong wrapper. I, I didn't know the wrapper yeah. on it, but Sumatra wrapper on the Milano. Okay. Which I will say is smoking excellent. I wasn't sure on the wrapper, but from the description yeah. no, no, of the no, cigar, I... it sounded very close to that. And it's box pressed, and it's a robusto. So I'll, I... I'll give you that. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I like where your head's at. Yeah. Two questions remaining. I like that you went out firing as well. Like, yeah. Not even going to ask a question, just naming the cigar. 
He's in it to is win. Is it a boutique? Yes, it is. The hardest part of hosting this is I've had to fight the urge like 20 times to say something that would give these cigars away. Yeah. You never realize watching Family Feud how hard it is for Steve Harvey not to give all the answers away. Is it by Crown Heads? Yes, it is. That's one point secured. It's got to be the Jericho Hill then. Dang. Trey? There's no other Robusto box race that I can think of that they do. Read the description again. Hold on, I gotta turn my light back this, on. Can he get the description read again on a on a retry? I didn't ask him. I told him. Yeah, but you don't get any <laughs> you don't get any questions. You have to name that cigar. He's reading. He can it. have the description read again. Okay. Okay. This box press Robusto smokes well, showcasing a woody character with touches of brown sugar and toasted marshmallow. The finish is long and hearty, suggesting hazelnut. Nicaraguan filler, Nicaraguan binder, Ecuadorian wrapper. All right, Trey has to get this question for the win. If not, it is a tie. Los Moreas. Headley Grange. Is that box press? Headley the crown head Headley Grange. I don't think the Robusto is box press though. I don't. I'm, not, I, I'm sure it is. I. I don't. It. It really bothers me. I'm that almost I missed on a crown heads question, but. But Jericho Hill is really the only box. There's the number one box press that would come to mind. The the La Carama has kind of a pseudo box press. Yeah, I thought about that one, but I was like, this description sounds like a. Jer- it sounds almost yeah. like a padrone, which the Jericho Hill right kind of comes similar. across as a, a cheap padrone. Right, I guess we need a tiebreaker, don't we? Okay, we're going to do sudden death tiebreaker. No this questions, is, just guess the cigar. One question each. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I'll go with One that. One question each, and then you must guess the cigar. And I will go in and preface this. I will find a cigar that is in the Crown Heads humidor for sure. Right. I'm I'm going to check on that Headley Grange, though, because I'm almost positive it's not box rest. I don't think Headley Grange was ever box rest, or at least from when I was smoking them. I it's been so long since I've had one, and I was never a huge fan. Yeah, anyway. I was never a fan. I've only smoked a couple, but yeah. that description doesn't sound what I remember it being. No, because I remember it being so much lighter and kind of I don't just kind of bland. Any, yeah, and that that was a great and description I don't, of that. Cig- and I don't remember it being a box rest. I remember the I ones either. that I smoked being traditional round yeah. cigars. Maybe they just had an old box that had been sitting around a while, and they <laughs> pressed themselves. That would be a cigar aficionado thing to that do. That would. <laughs> okay. You two are done harassing cigar aficionado. Um, by the way, we are looking for sponsorship. But <laughs> by the way, we are looking for sponsorship. <laughs> but I think we'll go with uh, cigar. Uh, what is it? Cigar snobs. Snob. Yeah, or um, cigar journal. Something other yeah. that, that can properly name their cigars. Because um, no offense to anybody that works for cigar aficionado out there, but these descriptions they might want to work on them a little bit more. The views expressed by the guests do not in any way reflect those of the cigar cast. Okay, hang on. First, we got to decide. <laughs> Who gets I to lo- ask? I love question. that at the end. That was perfect. <laughs> okay, we're going to decide who gets to guess it. I think I call have it a- in the air straight or V. V. 
We Which both called call? V. I called V. You, you called can have v. v. You can have V. Okay. You called V. Well, he's probably already straight. seen that it's straight. V cut. Jonathan oh, gets the v. first guess. Okay. Huh? So we both ask our one question and then I guess, correct? No. You will ask. Yes. You both will ask your one question. question and then, then you the will guess get a guess. In. Then Trey will get a guess. Okay. Perfect. You won the toss of the cutter. I appreciate that, Trey. Let me have it. Because you actually named the V first. So. Rolled with two wrappers, this cigar starts woody and tangy with hints of vanilla bean, but takes on the sweet quality of chocolate-covered raisins. The finish is toasty. The filler is Nicaraguan. The binder is Nicaraguan. The wrapper is Ecuador and Nicaraguan. Jonathan, ask your question. Is it a Rocky? No. Trey, ask your question. I'm going to swing for the fences. Is it the swamp thing? No. (sighs) All right, Jonathan, name that cigar. Oh, you really swung for it. It's a Padermo... Padermo 20th Sungrown? Trey, what is your guess? If neither one of you get it, I'm going to make you each ask one more question. This is an easy cigar. The It's in the humidor, correct? It is. Well, that's a question, but I mean, I think that was established. Well, the I, I said that beforehand. Yeah. Um, Hoya de Nicaragua Cabanetta. Trey got it. Okay, he can have Hoya it. Hoya Cabanetta. Well, could you, pretty, could you, I feel pretty good about could that. Could you read that description <laughs> one more time? Rolled with two wrappers, the cigar starts woody and tangy with hints of vanilla ah, bean. two wrappers. See, that's, I was thinking it was a wrapper under another wrapper. Yeah. I, that's, that's where I was getting at. That's why I went Swamp Thing first, because it really, Drew Estate's the only one in that humidor I can think of other than the Filthy Hooligan that has two wrappers. And it would have said Barber Pole if it were a Barber Pole. Okay, I get. Okay, I just mis- misunderstood the description. Trey but. retains his championship in sudden death, but Jonathan put up a good fight this time. That was okay. A- to my defense, though, I would have won that had cigar aficionado <laughs> not completely butchered the description of the opus. I'll give you that. That figurado, because I named both figurados that the company had. Like I did, and neither and, one of them was right. And I didn't make a qualifier that the asterisk only applied if you won. So I'll still leave the asterisk on my victory here. No, I think the, <laughs> the, I, the asterisk doesn't need to be there. You won. You won according according to the magazine. But but as far as that one goes, that description, you cannot say that a bellicoso. You should have just no, said no, I, I, a bellicoso is going to be a it should have been said a bellicoso, not because bellicoso is in the name. It's not a figurata. Right. Okay. Well, being as we're complaining about cigar aficionado in it, anyway, what about the number one cigar of this year? So I haven't seen it yet. You have not seen the I number one cigar. Number, of the I year. have not seen any of their ranking. Aha! Uh-huh. Because I was led to believe that the game was going to come strictly out of the top twenty-five, so I avoided it. Well, the like only reason the only sport. reason that I knew the top ten is because I wasn't told about these rules until just, last night. I'm just messing and, with you. And I keep up like when the yeah. top the day it's released as I look at it. See, I stopped following them on Facebook a while ago. Um, not for any reason other than I just realized that I hadn't seen those updates and because so, usually I keep up with it when they release them one yeah. day at a time, but I just I missed it this year. 
they released them very late. It was like end of December, which yeah. typically it's like end of November when they do it. Well, the number one cigar of the year, according to Aficionado, is Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. Probably my favorite of the Fuentes they make, and I'm not a huge Fuente fan, but I can see why it got Cigar of the Year. There was a lot, there was a lot of commotion around that cigar. I personally, I think it's a little too expensive to be Cigar of the Year. I, I would say that price, as far as Cigar of the Year, shouldn't matter. Price should be taken out of it because we're talking about what should be the best cigar of the year. My issue with it being number one is Cigar Aficionado has said in the past multiple times, we do not put limited edition cigars in our top 10 or top 25 because it's not fair to people that like to collect these or that want to buy it or want to smoke it. I mean, I know shops, this cigar was right around $15 before the ranking. There's shops out there getting 35 for it now. Was it only 15 It's SRP? MSRP, I want to say, is fourteen fifty on it. Okay, then I retract my original statement. MSRP, twelve dollars and twenty five cents. Oh, okay, it's then I'm low. just I'm completely. But off if base anybody there. has those, they would like to sell to me for twelve dollars and twenty five cents. I will buy. Please contact me at the yes, info I will buy at thecigarcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at the Cigarcast. <laughs> but my, that would be my only issues. They said they weren't going to put any limited edition cigars. These cigars are limited edition. No matter what anybody says, I understand they come out every year, but they come out once, twice a year at best, and no one's going to be able to get their hands on it until probably summertime because that's when they'll come, oh, like Opus. It comes yeah. out around Opus time. Yeah. Right, around Father's Day. Yeah, and that's not a not a limited edition cigar. That's my issue. Well, we're going to go ahead and call it a night. The game ran a little bit long, so we'll be back next week, and we'll cover a little bit more of the list. I'm interested to get Trey's opinion on some more of those. I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. I want to hear, I want to hear the list uh, next week raw for the first time. So I'm gonna it's it's laughable this year. It really is. That's it is kind of different, but we'll also compare it to Cigar Dojo should have their list out by them. Okay. That'll be And I would like to compare it to Cigar that Dojo. That would be interesting list. to sit down and compare multiple lists from multiple different sources and see see what our thoughts on which one was the best. That would be really interesting to do. Well, Jonathan, thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Thank Enjoyed you. having you. Congratulations again on your graduation. Thank you. And by the time this airs, we'll know whether or not Alabama is the national champion. We will. I will either be upset or happy. So <laughs> we will see. One or the other. Well, uh, Shane, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I just want to touch again. Info at thecigarcast.com is where you can reach us by email, facebook.com slash thecigarcast, and Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. We love hearing from you. We thank you all for sticking with us and listening to us this first year. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. We're very excited. We definitely enjoy doing this, and we're just tickled that there are people that enjoy listening to us every week. So thank you all for sticking with us for our first year, and we look forward to everything that 2018 has in store for us. Thank you so much for listening. Wait, you can't leave till you tell me what you think about the Volcata. I like it. Do you like it's it? It's got a back-of-the-throat spice that I like. Yes, that could be the really sinus did. infection talking. No, but it does. <laughs> it does. When I smoked it, that's what I got at the beginning. Then it kind of it did mellow it, out. It mellowed out for most of it, but I'm getting it again. Yeah. I'm really liking it. I don't know that I would say that it's my favorite cigar that was released this year. I think it's one of my favorite LFDs, though. But it's definitely up. As someone who's grown a little tired of LFD lately because it's all punch, no flavor, 
that's not fair. There's, but it's just the same flavor over and over again. This is something new and different from them that I really, really like. If you want to, have you tried the Cabinetta yeah. um, Number Five Madeira? Yeah, that's probably my number it, one LFD. It is. So I'm still a Chapter One fan, but this is this is really good and different from them. And I, what I like about it is the fact that it's so much different than what I'm used to. And Jonathan, what's your thoughts on the Crow Magnum? I should have smoked it sooner. <laughs> right? Isn't that a fantastic cigar? Fantastic. I'm really loving it. Um, I haven't really been paying attention too much and trying to find the notes in it, but just the flavor out of it, I've just been enjoying it so much that I haven't felt like I needed to, like, look for it. To me, that's <laughs> a mark of a flavor. good cigar. Yeah. I love that. Well, I will say about the Milanio, it would be an excellent $12 cigar. Yeah, when I, when I bought a box not. of them, they were like 14 so... Yeah, um, it was great. I bought a box of them. When, yeah, when they first came out, they were a lot. They were probably yeah. four dollars cheaper. But for that price, it'd be an excellent cigar. We get to the eighteen dollar mark, it's not going to hold up for me. Yeah. But thanks, everyone. Thank you. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week on the Cigar Cast.